Welcome to the QCA Wrestle Podcast with Rob Hill and Jay Zyman. Our guest today is Doug Schwab. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Today we have a very special guest. Coach Doug Schwab is with us. Um, Coach Schwab is UNI's head wrestling coach. Um, he was an Iowa high school state champion uh, for Osage. Then he went on to be a three-time All-American and an NCAA champion at the University of Iowa. In terms of coaching, um, spent some time as an assistant coach at Virginia Tech and Iowa before becoming the head coach at the University of Northern Iowa in 2010. So, Coach, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on, fellas. Appreciate it. You bet. Um, wanted to start at kind of the beginning of your, uh, your wrestling life. Um, how did you get started, and like, how old were you when you, when you got on the mat? Well, you know, I, I have two older brothers, Mark and Mike, who are 10 and 12 years older than me. Um, so I, I grew up, and my mom told, said, you know, I was in a, I was in a wrestling room. Um, I want to say I was born in August, um, so you know, maybe November that year, you know, I was in a wrestling room. So I grew up in a wrestling room and, and grew up around it, grew up, you know, you talked about Osage and that gym, and then both my brothers came to UNI, so uh, spent a lot of time, you know, in, in the West gym and, uh, didn't, didn't wrestle a ton when I was a kid. You know, I think that's, that's changed a little bit, just the number of matches kids get, but, um, you know, wrestled was around it, played a lot of different sports, but, you know, I just kind of really gravitated towards it, man. Really, really, uh, as I got older, I started to really love it. And, you know, I had, I had two great examples, um, you know, in, in my house that I grew up around and in, you know, it just really kind of took off from there. So, Coach, did wrestling come naturally to you, or was it something that you had to progress, really work at? Um, having two great brothers wrestling in your household definitely, I'm sure, helped. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I think with anything, there's a, there's a there's an immense amount of work put into you know to be to to be at a high level or great at anything. It, you know, there is a there is certainly a a lot of time and effort that's put into it. Um, I don't. I don't know if natural's the word. I think that I really, I, I loved it and I enjoyed it. Um, I love that one-on-one -on -one battle. And, um, you know, I always felt like wrestling is, you know, if you put more time into it and you're willing to uh, maybe hold on a little bit longer than that other guy, uh, you know, I'm going to give myself the best opportunity. Uh, you know, and, and I was smaller. You know, I was a 103 pounder as a, as a freshman and I, I was a, probably about 103. Uh, you know, you can, you can, you know, you can be the hero being the 103 pounder. You know, I think that's the one great thing about the sport, you know, you, the, the opportunities that are given from where, you know, now it's 106 to whatever, two, you know, 285 or college is, you know, 125 up into 285. Um, I don't know. I think, I don't know if it was a natural thing, but I certainly, I certainly enjoyed it, man. And I, I love that battle. Uh, you know, I love being able to grab someone and, you know, maybe beat the hell out of them or them beat the hell out of me. But um, I just, I, I really enjoyed that from, from a really, from a really young age. So I mean, just that took hold, man. And, and you guys know, once it kind of gets in your blood, you, you know, you want to, you want to be around it and part of it and doing it as much as possible. And, you know, that's just, that's been since I've been young. Sure. Yeah, I, I understand that. So I was, I think Jay was a pretty good wrestler. I was pretty much average, uh, but love the sport and now our kids yeah. fortunately both of our kids are having a little more success than we did and yeah. a lot of fun watching so that's why we one of the reasons we started this uh, podcast is because me and jay talk about wrestling all the time and 
yeah. like, hey, we might as well record our, maybe somebody will be interested in hearing, hearing who, you know, at, at the very least who we talk to. And, and, you know, so we appreciate when you and other awesome, you know, wrestling people join us and let us, let us chat. What I think, you know, the thing that you're talking about right there is, you know, what you get out of the sport isn't always, you know, uh, a gold medal, right? I mean, what you get out of it, and that's what we're trying to get our guys. Like, you know, you can win four national titles, and you know that's great, but um, it's really what what you take what you take with you beyond that. Um, that's not going to fulfill you. You know, you win in everything under the sun, that doesn't fulfill you. But you know, some of these other things that that are more lasting that you're learning about yourself and that you're able to handle, um, you know, through the sport and going through it. And now, you know, like I said, you're passing on to your, you know, your sons. Um, you know, we have a passion and love for it. And I think anyone that like I said, that's been a part of it, they, they have that. So, you know, I'm, I'm not too concerned, you know, as far as what guys have accomplished. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, those things go to the wayside, you know, it's who you become in that process. Um, that I think is, is much more important, you know, and, and that's why you want your sons in the sport, right? I mean, that's because of who it's going to make them and, and how it's, how it's going to help them obviously in life down the road. But um, no, it's cool. That's that. And that's why my sons are in the sport too. I, I totally agree. You mentioned your brothers who are obviously phenomenal athletes as well. And I know the Osage uh, tradition, you know, that you kind of grew up in. Was there anyone in particular that you kind of modeled your style of wrestling after? Well, both, you know, I watched both my brothers. I mean, my brother, Mark, uh, I don't know if you could, I don't know if you could uh, do his style. <laughs> I mean, he was so, he was so clean and, and I mean, precise and strong and explosive. And I mean, every, every piece of it, man, he had it all. Um, you know, there were some guys that I really enjoyed. I, I just enjoyed guys that, 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 that attacked, um, tried to score points and fought the whole time. And, and, you know, there was a lot of guys growing up that I really, that I really enjoyed, um, you know, watching, obviously, like I said, I got to have a front row seat to, to watching my brothers, you know, and then getting to watch a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, everyone that went through in that time, you know, I'm, I'm sitting mad side, you know, I'm sitting mad side at tournaments. I remember there's a tournament where I'm wiping my brother. He's, it's in between periods and I'm wiping my, my brother's shoulders off, you know, I mean, that was being a little kid. So um, it was more, I think, not maybe what, what singlet they were wearing. It was how they competed. And that's what attracted to me. And, and, uh, you know, so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put one guy out there, you know, a guy like Mark Ironside. Um, Cause when I, when I came into Iowa, he, he was a guy that took me under his wing, so to speak. But then I just, I loved how, loved how he competed and fought the whole time and scored a lot of points. And, you know, to me, that's, that's what makes wrestling fun. You mentioned your brother, Mark. Um, Mark was a year older than I was, and, and uh, I had an opportunity to, to meet him when we were both a couple years younger, let's say. Um, <laughs> what, what was it like uh, uh, kind of chasing, chasing him and, and his accolades he had in wrestling? And then uh, uh, I've always heard of extreme workouts that, that uh, you guys would do, like, over-the-top <laughs> crazy. I yeah. mean – like a snowstorm you ran in or what was that? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, anything it, it, if there's a way to get better, you're going to get better. You know I mean? If a, if a snowstorm is going to stop you from going out and running, then nah, I mean, then you're going to lot of, a lot of other things get in the way too. Right. Um, you know, but I, I'll tell you that I, yeah, I had a big separation between my brothers, right. There's 10 and 12 years. So 
Uh, I think it would have been on much tougher on me had it been, you know, if, if he was two, two years older than me or three years older than me, you know, I think, um, I think it would have been much tougher on me just from, and not that people didn't still remember, but I mean, when you have that kind of gap, um, I, I don't know if you necessarily feel like you're following up, you know, uh, and we talked about a lot and I think, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is, you know, part of our, being part of our family, right. And then being proud of it, but also you got to be your own person. Um, I can tell you, I lost my second, I, I lost my, well, I lost my second high school match. And, uh, my brother lost one match in his career. And I remember one of the dads of came up to me and was like, well, pressure's off. <laughs> you know, you've already lost as many matches as your brother, you know, and it was the first tournament. So big deal, you know, and I think my brother's helped me a lot in, in not worrying about comparing, you know, to trying to win this or that. I mean, did, did I want to go win four titles? Yeah. You know, I did. Um, you know, I want to do some of the things that, that both, both of my brothers um, did, but that separation helped me a whole lot in that, you know, I, I guess I got to watch them through college. I got to watch a, a lot of other things and, you know, we had a lot of conversations about it. So I don't know if I ever felt, I'm sure I felt some pressure, but um, it was more just trying to build on our, on our family, family name more than anything. You were a three-time state finalist in high school. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned pressure a little bit. Thinking about like if you, um, back to like your freshman year, was there a lot of pressure as an underclassman making it to the finals or? Um, did you kind of always expect you might be there? No, I definitely expected to be there. I, you know, I grew up watching, you know, <laughs> my brother, you know, Mark was in the finals and one as a fresh, my brother won it as a sophomore, uh, you know, so it was just something kind of what we, what we were around and what we, what we expected and something that you dreamed about and thought about for a long time. So I don't think there was ever a surprise to it. You know, and Osage has a great history too. So. Uh, you know, you've had, you've had a, a lot of guys who have won and been in there. So it wasn't like it was coming out of nowhere that, you know, people coming out of Osage or, you know, even my family, that that was something that could happen. You know, <laughs> it was, it wasn't certainly something I thought was guaranteed, but I, I don't know if I felt, I don't feel like I felt any pressure. It was more attacking something. You know, I want to go get this. I want to go win a state title. And then, you know, obviously lost in the finals. Um, Chase Zapital, you know, which is a, that's a familiar name in the state of Iowa. Uh, you know, he was, he was just, he was just better than me that, you know, at that time. And sometimes that happens. Um, but, you know, had a, felt like I had a, a really good freshman year and then was certainly ready, you know, to, to win the next year and, you know, really the next three years, but obviously that didn't happen. I, I had to wait till my senior year to get it done, but um, no, I don't, I don't know if I really felt pressure, you know, I, it was, like I said, it was more, I was going after something and I was excited about it. And uh, I think it was 1994. Was that the year you were injured and what happened that year? And then, I mean, how was it for you to, I mean, to <laughs> watch that from the stands, let alone yeah. in the, the grand March in Mecca where you should be. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, yeah, it stinks. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you get over things, uh, you know, it's, it's quite a few years down the road, but you know, it's something I can go back to, man. I can still think about sectionals and 
I got hurt in that championship match and then I tried to wrestle back and my shoulder was tore up and then you know I'm sitting and I'm sitting and watching at the state tournament and we had the best team in the state that year um, hands down you know and should have won traditional even without me and still should and should have won duels um, you know and so you know you're thinking about all that stuff too because you know you want to you want to win state titles as a team not just individually and you know we were we were going to do that that year hey i mean i remember sitting up and watching and yeah, watching guys that you you know that you beat and you beat handily and and you know we've all we've had a lot of guys that have you know that have been there and i guess for me it was just it kind of burned in my brain that you know the next year when this time rolls around um i'm i'm gonna go get i'm going to get that title you know in a way i don't Hopefully I didn't feel sorry for myself because, you know, I, I think at times you probably do, but man, I, I still, I, I absolutely remember. And I remember walking almost up to the top and it was obviously still vets then. And I remember almost walking up to the top of there and just sitting and probably feeling sorry for myself, <laughs> you know, uh, but it was something that I used, you know, my next year and then the next year. And then, you know, just, it's an experience that you have, and that you use to make you better, um, you know, and uh, that's how, that's how it was. But yeah, I can, I can 94 Osage dressing, you know, we should, we should have two state titles uh, and we didn't get either of them, which really stinks. Cause you know, I would have been, I would have really been, um, been great to be part of a championship team in high school. I like what you said though, about, you know, I'm sure it's, it sort of helped drive you into the future and, yeah. I would imagine, I know I hear this about a lot of like really successful wrestling coaches is, is your career, some of the setbacks that you've had, and you've had a lot of successes obviously, but some of the setbacks yeah. I've heard people say like, they, they help you relate like when, cause you're wrestlers, obviously you're going to have setbacks at times. And oh, yeah. um, so, so sometimes your, your experiences on the good and the bad can probably help your team. Yeah. I would say the, the setbacks or the adversity or, um, the hardships that you have, man, they, I think they much, they make you much more relatable. Um, cause I think everyone can relate to that maybe even more than, you know, winning a national title or, or going to the Olympics. Um, you know, everyone can relate to probably having an injury or sitting up in the stands and watching someone they beat or making a mistake. And, you know, I mean, so I try to make sure that guys understand I, I didn't do everything perfect. You know, I, I certainly learned from my mistakes, and I had great people around me. But man, everything everything wasn't great, and you know, I probably, I absolutely, I probably, not probably, I know that I relay more to my athletes those things than I do any of the highlights, um, because, like I said, it makes you more relatable, and it just it's part of life, man. And I truly, I know, man, the things that the tough things that I went through have made me better. Um, they've made me more prepared down the road and, and they've made me so I know that, man, I can handle anything that comes my way, you know, and, and sometimes people haven't been tested, right? You know, they haven't been tested, so to speak, and haven't been punched in the mouth and life's going to do that to you. And so is wrestling. And that's why, you know, I feel like wrestling um, obviously imitates life incredibly well in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, and, you know, that, so yeah, the, the hardships and, or the losses, um, yeah, that makes you much more relatable. And, and it's okay, man. That's part of me, and that's part of my story. It's part of who I am. You know, losing as a sophomore, 
you know, getting hurt as a sophomore, losing as a junior in the last 10 seconds, is, and then finally winning as a senior, that's part of my story, and I'm proud of it. Um, and I, and I look back on it, I wouldn't have it any other way. Classic ending on, on I mean, uh, on the story, ending up on top of your senior year and, and uh, you know, closing with that championship that's eluded you for three years. Yeah, that was, so, uh, that was a good feeling. <laughs> that's so. So two parts. Um, one, what was uh, involved with your decision? And when did you start uh, uh, contacting the University of Iowa uh, to, to possibly look at, at, at that as a possibility? And, and at that point in time, I mean, Iowa was the powerhouse. Was there even a decision to go anywhere else? No. I mean, it was an easy choice for me. You know, my brother was up in Minnesota at the time, um, and he could have made it very hard on me. And he probably, if, if he would have really pushed me hard, he probably could have got me to go to Minnesota uh, because I love my brother and believe in him that much. But, you know, at the time, it was the absolute best thing for me um, to go to, to Iowa, and I believed in the place. Uh, recruiting was much different um, than it is right now. You know, I, I can remember in the first contact that I got from Iowa, uh, I won in the semis that year, and I beat – I beat another guy. I got the. I actually beat the guy who beat me in the finals the year before, and uh, and I beat him pretty good. And I remember, I was. You can make weight the night before. You know, if you guys all remember all this stuff, you know, you can make weight the night before. And I remember, um, I was running. I got my stuff off. I was about to check my weight, and Gable came over, and he kind of looked me up and down, and said a couple things, and that's how the recruitment started. And oh. <laughs> it was, it will, you know, it wasn't anything more than, it wasn't anything more than that. You know, he's like, ah, you know, kind of like, like, all right, you know, this, you, you, and if you've been around Gable, like he kind of, he gives you a look and, you know, he's like, okay, yeah, this, I, I like, you know, I like what I see. He, and you don't need, for me, I don't, I don't need much. If it's Gable, I, I believe it. Uh, and then, you know, they made a home visit. I took a, I took official visits to Minnesota and Iowa. Um, I knew I wanted to go to Iowa. That was, that was kind of the end of the story. You know, uh, they said, it's not, it's not the same recruiting process that it is now, you know, and everyone, everyone gets involved and everyone, you know, all this, you know, keep kids putting out all the stuff that they're getting offered and all this thing. And that's, to me, that's, yeah, I went where I believed in. And where I thought was going to give give me the best opportunity, and and money, all that stuff, everything else was in the back burner. Um, and you know, I people are like, well, you can say that now. It's a coach. It's it's easy, you know. And and you know, it's no. I would do the same thing, and I would tell a kid, man, like I understand that college can be, you know, it can be incredibly expensive, um, but man, you 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 think about what you're investing in yourself, though. And man, the people you're going to be around are, have a huge impact on that. And if you believe in the people you're going to be around, they can get more out of you. And that's why I tell kid, man, if you believe in this place and this is who you want to be around and, you know, you're like, it gets you, it gets you, you know, you get excited. Um, then that's where you should go. And that's, you know, basically that's all. That's, that's what I did, man. It was uh, a, yeah. it was pretty, a pretty easy decision. I, I think I'm stoked up. We don't recruit 51-year-old wrestlers yet. <laughs> <laughs> just fans, Jay, just fans. 
Okay, yeah, we'll we'll stick we'll stick to the West Gym sideline. So yeah, but uh, you know, I'll talk about recruiting. Just one other thing, like um, I just want kids to understand that you know all the all the facilities, all that stuff doesn't do anything for you. I mean, it's great, and I'm not I'm not I'm not downplaying it. We have we have we have nice facilities. Um, we have a lot of those things, but that that doesn't get you through tough times. That doesn't help you get to class. That does not help you when you know what. You know, we just had one, like one of our said, one of our one of our athletes, unfortunately, one of their best friends uh, passed away. You know, that doesn't help you get through those situations. The people you're going to be around, and those people that are there for you and care about you, that's that's way more important. It's just sometimes hard to see through that, and I get it's hard when you know you're 17, 18 years old to see through that too. <laughs> um, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I get, I get. I get passionate about, obviously I'm passionate about the sport, but also that, you know, I want kids to find the place they belong. And I think that's really important because, you know, we all want, we all want kids to thrive when they get to the college and that they, they have a great experience if they win or lose, but that they also, they're not bitter about the sport. They want to give back to it and they want to stay involved and they want their kids to be part of it. Um, So, you know, I want to keep that cycle going. So I know I'm getting off track, but I just think, uh, to me, it's, it's really important. Yep, yep. Love hearing it, Coach. I like that. So thinking back to uh, your, your senior year of high school, you win your state title. Um, yep. You're sort of the alpha, in the, at least in your wrestling room and, and in the state of Iowa. What was it like going from top dog to um, entering the, the room of hammers at the University of Iowa? <laughs> uh, you just – I mean, it was every day you're getting you're, I mean, you're getting your ass kicked. Bottom line, um, and that's you know it's part of going to Division One room. Uh, you know the thing that I want to that people understand is you know we didn't have RTC back then. You know, it, kids weren't. It wasn't like I could go and be and have my hands on college guys. You know, for maybe the couple of years before. You know, some of these kids are they're they're able to to be in a college room and around that. Um, you know, years in advance. And, it, you know, I think it helps kids be more prepared. And I think that's why you're seeing more, you know, true freshmen and guys coming out. They're just – and they're just they're just more ready, uh, you know, than I certainly was at that time. But, you know, the duration, intensity is just a whole nother level. Uh, you know, I can tell you, man, that first day when I – and I and I've talked about Ironside, you know, calling me up and in and, – and, just beating the living tar out of me and pinning me more times than I can, I can remember. Um, certainly more than happened to me, you know, my high school career, you know, I was, I was fortunate. I had some older brothers that beat me up a little bit, but there was a, there was such a big gap that, you know, it wasn't very competitive. Um, but, you know, to me it was, it was then, I, mean, I remember making a choice. I remember making a choice that day because I got, I got a choice right now either I'm going to tuck my tail or I'm going to dig in and I'm going to commit to seeing how good I can be. And that doesn't matter. I mean, that means I'm committing to myself, right? I mean, that's, 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 I'm committing. And I'm going to see this thing through. And I know that means I'm going to take a whole lot of beatings. Um, but I'm, but I've made that decision. And man, I just, when you, when you do that, um, you're not kind of sitting on the wall, you know, or you're kind of dipping your toe in it gives you the best opportunity, gives you the best chance. I see too many kids sometimes, you know, they, they kind of want to dip their toe in and 
can dip your toe in this, <laughs> not division one wrestling, you know, and, and I just say that even about life and anything that you're passionate about or want to be great at, um, you can't dip your toe in and think that you're going to, you're going to have great results or you're going to grow or you're going to get better. I mean, you got to put yourself out there. Uh, but yeah, man, I got my tail kicked up and down all the time. Um, uh, but you know, you started seeing a little bit improvements. Um, you started seeing things happen. You know, I just kept asking questions and, and try to do everything that, uh, you know, the, the older guys were doing, no matter what it was, even as it got later in the season, I just tried to do everything that they were doing. Um, uh, cause I was like, cause my plan was I'm going to be that guy next year. So I just tried to do everything that those guys did, you know, and, and I believed in the process. I believed in what was going on. I mean, I totally trusted my coaches and the people I was around. And obviously, you know, that's built on a lot of foundation, right? I mean, you, you, you've seen, and you know, you talked about, it. I think we at Iowa, maybe there was four five, four, maybe straight titles going in three or four um, going into that time. So it, you know, to me, it was very easy to believe in what these guys were telling me. I mean, look at there, there's proof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I believed in that process and that I was going to get my tail kicked, but in short order that that was going to, that was going to get changed. I think you kind of answered my next question here, uh, Coach. So I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, you're, I think it'd be your sophomore year. I think, uh, no, your junior year. I think it was uh, you guys incorporated what I, what I heard or what we call this fans murderers row up there, right? So you'd have a uh, strip matter at, at uh, 18, right? Yep. Uh, yep. 25. Right. 25. Uh, Jerkins, then you were up. Was it Zadik? Yep, Zadik and TJ. TJ Williams, and then yep. uh, you know, and then went on from there. I mean, what was the atmosphere at, at that point? Being, I mean, going in knowing that you know, chances are you're going to have uh, maybe one or two pins coming into it. So, uh, kind of once again, a two part question: one, what was it like walking into that to that you know explosion of of uh, Carver, and two, how did you prep because you know, I always heard uh, uh, stories of Jody and uh, Eric having a contest to see who could finish their opponent first. So, I mean, that kind yeah. of kills your prep <laughs> to warm up, right? Uh, you know, I mean, for the most part, um, competition was, and I don't want to say a day off because that's that's not. I'm that, that, I'm not trying to disrespect opponents, um, but if you look at some of the guys who are in your room and you're training with, um, you know, you you had some incredible competitors in your room. Um, and I just, I use those guys as a, as a way to get better. Um, those, those guys were my resource to, to improve, um, you know, and, and we were competitive with one another, which, you know, that's helped, that helps raise guys, guys level, but you know, in a healthy way, I think that it's, I think that it's important that, you know, you, you know, you have a healthy challenge like that, you know what, I'm going to pin this guy, or I'm going to pin this guy. You know, I think I had heard some stories that they, they, that at one time they had put uh, maybe a piece of tape out on the mat. And this might be, this might be the mid eighties, uh, early eighties. These guys put a piece of tape out on the mat and, and the, the challenge was, was to try to pin their opponent on that piece of tape and whoever did then, you know, at that time, those guys might've been going out and partying after. <laughs> um, but you know, that's, to me, it gives you confidence. So it's not, it's, you know, it's a great thing. Like, Hey, this guy, this guy's going to go out there and he's going to kick the 11 dog out of a guy. And, 
and you would see it and you can see what happens sometimes when guys almost come in. I want to say expecting to get their tail kicked. Yeah. And then they, they cave in a little, maybe a little bit easier and sooner. Um, and I think that's kind of the atmosphere that you know you want to create, especially kind of you have a murderer's row where, and then if, you know, if one guy happened to get beat, if it happens, like, okay, I'm going to be the guy that's going to put things back on track. It was never like, you know, a panic. It's like, man, I know my job and I know what I'm going to go do. And my job is to go wrestle as hard and, and tough as I can for seven minutes and score as many points as I can. I mean, bonus points were, bonus points were something that to me were, that's expected. It's what we should do. You know, we should be able to rely on, especially as we got older, like that we're going to get bonus points for the team. And I think that that's how all our guys felt. And it was a, you know, it was a, it was a, you know, just the styles, even the, you know, you talked about the styles of those guys and man, I, I was prepared because, you know, I got to wrestle, I got to wrestle all those styles, man, and the high level guys. And you know, that's the, the room gave me a whole lot of confidence when I went out and competed. And I like your comment about, you know, if it ever, if you did have an upset ever getting them back on track, I think uh, one of the matches I love watching is uh, Oklahoma state with uh Guerrero. Was that, was that his name down there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a person's will broke so badly um, that he just put his head down. And just, he didn't want to get off the mat. I mean, you were just walking around him pretty much at that point. I mean, you had broke his will, I think to wrestle. So yeah, that was uh <laughs> that was I mean that was fun I mean you know you get to those points but there's you know there's some times there's a few there's a few moments and memories that like man that was uh that was one of them man I, I can remember that's, a, that's probably the loudest the loudest I've ever felt Carver and it was almost like you're almost kind of getting lifted up like I mean it was it was it was really loud and there was a lot there was a lot that went behind that too you know Guerrero was Guerrero was a very good wrestler. He ended up being a three-time national champion. Uh, you know, he actually, I want to say the year before or two years before, he beat, you know, he beat McGinnis. I think that might have been to place. Um, you know, so in in Oklahoma State, Iowa, you know, it was a, you know, that's one that gets brought up a lot. That was a that was a, a fun a fun match of just me me being not very good wrestler at that time, really, <laughs> but just trying to compete incredibly hard and fight for everything. Did you feel him crack in the second period? Cause I noticed at the very end of the second period with like 10 seconds left, he had a, let's call it an injury. It took yeah. him a while to get back on the mat there. I mean, did, did you feel him break at that point? Uh, you can, you can smell blood. I mean, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can, and you can see when a guy and feel when a guy's not, not in their right frame of mind, you know, and that's something that we try to do in the room all the time. I mean, you, in a way you try to short circuit a guy, right? You try to, you try to, cause if he, he loses that emotional control, uh, man, his energy is going to be drained. He can't, he's not, he's going to be focused on surviving and not, you know, trying to, to perform at a high level. Um, so that's something we try to do in the room all the time, um, to each other. So, yeah, I mean, I absolutely felt it. And, you know, now it's just now it's just capitalizing on that. Um, that actually, it's funny. Jay kind of stole my thunder. I was going to ask you a little bit about that match, but uh, he beat me to it. Uh, 
So we've um, we've talked to a few of your uh, your wrestlers. We've talked to Jay Schwarm. We've talked to Jack mm -hmm. Wagner. And then, of yeah. course, um, we, we, we like to ask people actually what their favorite wrestling match of all time is. And that your match with Guerrero has come up numerous times. <laughs> um, we, we, so we hear a lot about the legendary Doug Schwab gas tank. <laughs> Wanted to ask, um, what's the longest go that you, live go that you remember wrestling and who was it with? Oh. Well, I'll tell you this: we 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 did this a few times at at Iowa. And I've done it a few times at you and I. It's been it's been a few years since we've done it. Um, called the I Quit match, and I don't. Jimmy Jimmy had it, and I, me and me and Ironside were going, and uh, basically it was till one guy till one guy's done, like till one guy said, you know what, I've had enough, and we were. I know we were at least one fifteen in. And, in you know, it's it, people think wrestling, okay, it wasn't like flurry, 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 flurry. I mean, you know, there's a lot of hand fighting, a lot of things going on, but we were out there. We were out there in the battle the whole time. And yeah. I want to say it's about an hour 15, hour 20 in. And Ironside got me to a really tough spot. He was – he'd cow catch me, but he was – he had he had over my head too and was lifting my head off. And then, you know, your, your shirt's all sweaty, so the shirt strip is in my mouth and – um, you know, he's holding me there and he's holding me there for a while. And I remember Jimmy's like, do you want to get off your back? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, man, I can't really move. He's got me stuck here. And I'm, and he's like, you, you want to get off your back? I'm like, well, I can't really say what I said, but yeah, I want to get off my back. Uh, and so he's like, Hey, Ironside, let him up. So he let me up and he's like, you're done. And I remember, I remember like, I was like, no, you know, no, this way, that way, put me back in that position. He's like, no, nah, I think Jimmy just wanted to go home because he, because he, I think he's like, we might still be there. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, that, if that's the case, but you know, it, we were, we were an hour, we were an hour 15, hour 20. There was, we were the only ones out there still going. Um, and you know, it's just something that they just, man, you tell me you can't pick up your head. You know I mean? Those are little things like, you know, you just got to be able to make it manageable. Um, and I think sometimes guys get overwhelmed by things. And, you know, it just taught me that I can't ever ask for, uh, in this situation, I can't ever ask for help then. <laughs> I would say got me doing a really tough spot. But, you know, I'd say that's, that's about as long. But I've done, I've done similar things to that, um, you know, in those type of goes. And, you know, I don't know. To me, that, that stuff's fun. Those are, those are, those are great memories. Well, I know it was real recent. Jack Wagner told us that you don't get tired at all. <laughs> uh, every, here's the thing is, and in, in try, to, try to tell these guys, everyone gets, everyone gets fatigued. It's just how you handle it. It's how you manage it. You know, if you uh, – a lot of guys are really scared of that, right? They're scared of getting tired of losing control or, you know, in so they hold so tight. They never let themselves get to those points. And – Man, I've, it, it, to me, it's a skill, just like anything else. It can be learned. It can be. It can be improved. And I've done it for a long time. You know, I've pushed myself for a long time. I still continue to do it because uh, I feel like it gives me an edge in a lot of ways. You know, it, and not just not just wrestling, but just keeps my mind sharp and keeps me on edge in a lot of ways. But you know, trying to get guys over that hump and make it's when you make things manageable and bite sized, and I think you can get. You know, you can really get through anything. 
Um, and we want, we don't, we don't, we're trying to, what I want to do is I want them to understand, you know, workout is a lot like life, man. <laughs> and, you know, you can get through it and you get to the other side of it. Maybe you're tired and whooped and, and, but it's going to make you better. It's going to make you stronger. You just, you just got to be able to see, sometimes you got to be able to see through it. So long winded answer. I absolutely get tired. I just, I'm able to handle and manage it and, and not, uh, wear it as much as those guys but they'll, they'll they'll get better at it yeah love it just don't show it that's what jergens always told you he goes, get your hands <laughs> off your head ah, i'll, I'll tell you there, there was a few there's a few times that i seen him show it so just so you know <laughs> <laughs> don't don't let him don't let jergens fool you come on now <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you wrap up an incredible collegiate career. Um, at what point do you start talking about the Olympics? And did they have redshirt years back then, Coach? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I came in. I redshirted red my first shirt. year. Olympic yep. redshirts, I'm sorry. Oh, Olympic redshirts? Um, yeah, because I, I want to say McRavy did it. Um, I want to say that he did that year. But, he, you know, he didn't redshirt. He didn't redshirt. Uh, you know, they pulled him out that year, so 93, 94, 95, lost 95. Yeah, he did, he did take an Olympic. It just wasn't, it wasn't as prevalent, no. Um, so there wasn't a thought about Olympic redshirt. I wasn't, in 2000, I wasn't, I was not, I was not ready to, to be that guy, you know. Um, you know, but as 2004, 2008, you know, I'd really give myself um, time to, you know, beat on your craft and, and really try to improve that. Yeah. I mean that it became like, yeah, I can, I can do this. And it, it certainly wasn't a, it wasn't a, a storybook um, post-collegiate career, you know, <laughs> his third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, you know, it wasn't a guy till, you know, maybe, you know, six year on the circuit, you know, you finally make a team. So um, it certainly, it certainly wasn't easy, but you know, it shouldn't be easy when you're trying to do something that, you know, there's a, I think there's going to be what 96, you know, this year there'll be 96 freestyle wrestlers that'll make the Olympic team in the, in the world, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's freestyle, you know, so women, women Greco, you know, 96, 96, but I'm seeing that it's a, it's a very small number. Um, so I'm getting kind of off, but you I mean, I, I know I wanted to wrestle beyond. I was in a I was in a in a great situation, you know, being at Iowa and being around people that had done it. And, you know, being you know, you got a guy like Gable. Um I can't think of someone who you know, who you would I guess want to be under more than than that guy, you know, even even still today. I mean probably arguably I, I think one if not to me, he's the greatest coach um, in sports, you know, that I, that certainly I've been around. Um, I mean, his record and track record certainly supports that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to compete after and uh, I, w I, w I was excited about it. Could, um, would you mind telling us about the 2008 trials? Um, who, who did you, like, who was your competition that year? Uh, I wrestled, I wrestled Bill Zadick in, in the Olympic finals or the Olympic trial finals. Okay. okay. You know, I won, I won the open that year and actually beat him in the finals. 
that year too. Uh, Freyer, Freyer was a guy that wrestled. Actually, Metcalf was in that bracket. Um, Bono, trying to think of you know, but Bill Bill had won he won the world championships in two thousand six. You know, so he, you know, you beat you're beating a world champion to make a team. So I felt like it felt like certainly prepared to you know, to do something on the world level, you know, I mean, to, you know, you, you're going to Olympics, not just to be in the Olympics, <laughs> you know, you're, you're going, you're going to, to win and, and bring home a gold medal. Cause that's what you've certainly dreamt about and, and went through your head the whole time. I, that's not how it worked out, but um, it's certain, it's something that, you know, we talk about some of those things. It's something that I'll continue to be able to use to make me a better coach moving forward. All right, coach, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit here for a second. <laughs> uh, a, li a little bird from PA told me that there's a story about you pushing a car at the Olympic center. Oh, we, well, unfortunately, unfortunately our, we had some car issues. So we're, we, yeah, we pushed, we were pushing the car. We were out and then me and Joey strip matter. We were out, we were going out to, to, uh, to an Olympic training camp and it, that's out in Colorado Springs. And, you know, if, if you've been in Nebraska, Nebraska is a long state and uh, something happened with my alternator and everything started to get dark and dim. And, and we were on the side of the highway and it's about 10 o'clock and yeah, we were pushing, we were pushing that car and semis are buzzing by us and, and, and shaking the car back and forth. And, <laughs> <laughs> It was, that was not a plan. Like it wasn't part of a workout, but I remember we pushed that thing for quite a ways. Um, and, and we, we did get a good workout in and, uh, you know, it was something me and strip matter actually remind ourselves of that. I just, I actually just got to see him, you know, a couple of days ago. Um, he was pulling through with his family on his way, going out West to, you know, to take a family trip. Um, and we, we chuckled about that and I'm just glad, I'm just glad we didn't, uh, didn't get blown off the road but yeah I, I do remember we put we pushed for quite a while how's strict matter looking at rv it looks great i mean i <laughs> i couldn't when he's telling me rv i'm like oh you get a little guy like, pulled behind he's like no i got a i got a real real life-size one i'm like yeah that's what that's the way to do it uh, you know we they said we just when me and my family just went out west and and I know he's going to some of those same places. You know, it's the time you'd be able to make some, some memories with your family and be able to do that and get away. And, you know, obviously there's been some things that have been taken away with what's going on and this virus, but there's certainly been a lot of things that you've been able to add and things that I know I wouldn't have had the, the opportunity to do or the time that I would have been able to spend with, you know, my family or girls even going on that trip. So, you know, to say that, you know, to, to feel sorry for, you know, you missed certain things, but like I said, you added other things. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're ready to have a, a full family. Like if we, we, we would vacation together in that thing, that might be a little too much, but my wife wants to get one of those things pretty bad. So you can just borrow Jody's now. <laughs> so you represented uh, the U S in the 2008 Olympic games in Sydney. Mm -hmm. I know you, you mentioned you didn't get the results you were looking for, but what was that experience like? Was it, I mean, that's obviously a lifelong goal 
you know what? I'll tell you this. In some of the stuff I haven't reflected on, um, you know, till my wife, my wife, she asks incredible questions. You know, I've done some things with her and, and, you know, she's got me to really think about some of that stuff. Um, and I think it's important, you know, just because you want to be able to pass some of that stuff on, um, obviously to your team. Um, but, you know, part of the mindset that I've always had is kind of get to the next thing, right? It's like on to the next thing. It's on to the next thing. It's on to the next thing. Um, so, you know, until you know, really recently, <laughs> and maybe that tells you a little bit about like, you know, not saying you're avoiding that stuff, but like, um, there's certain things that they're, it's crazy that in a way they're still painful, you know, and in, I don't regret anything. Like, like I said, at that time, the, those, you know, the guy standing who I got beat by at that time, he's just, he's just better than me. I mean, I, you know, and that's sometimes that can be hard to admit, you know, could I say a year later could have been different? Absolutely. Cause I believe in myself. I believe in the progress and that stuff, but um, I could tell you that I I'll, I'll use it and I continue to use it for our guys that just, you just don't, you don't make a moment too big. You know, you don't build it up so much. Like, yeah, you've worked your whole life for it. But to me, if you worked your whole life for something, then, then you're prepared and ready for it. Right. Like it's not a pressure. It's not a pressure thing. Um, it's more just, being excited for the opportunity because I can remember walking out there and that was it was like uh I mean it was like for a little bit it was like your all the blood, the blood just kind of freaking just got drained out <laughs> and you know you never you're never thinking that that's going to be the response that you're going to have when you step out there but that's how it was you know and then you got you got to be able to to work through it but um you know there's some things going back that and I don't see different with training but just some things that I would adjust, um, you know, for a guy, you know, a guy being in that situation. And I think our team has done that because, you know, we stayed, we stayed in the village. We got there, I think the sixth, the opening ceremonies were the eighth. And then I didn't compete till the 20th. And we were, we were there that whole time. And it sounds like what, what the last couple, the last couple Olympic teams have, they've went off, they've went off, uh, you know, got out of the village for a week or something, just got trained. I think that would have been a great, a great thing. Not seeing that's the difference. I just, you know, you, you know, in your head, you start, okay, what adjustment would you make? What would you have done? You know, what would you tell, Hey, if I'm part of Olympic coach team, what would you tell them moving forward? Um, what would you tell one of your guys going through it? So that's, I guess, more how I use it, but man, it's an incredible amount of pride that I have because, you know, you can't ever replace walking out, <laughs> walking out in those opening ceremonies and having USA and chanting USA and having that, your whole, the whole, uh, you know, group of us walking out together. I mean, that's a, that's a memory I'll have for the rest of my life and, and immense amount of pride that I have in that. But I, I'll tell you the thing that I, you know, one of the things that I really took for from it is uh, how much the Olympics just resonates throughout your, the country, how proud everyone is and how proud people are to be from our country. You know, and, and even with everything that's going on right now in our country, man, still so proud to, to have been able to represent it, still moving forward to feel the same. Um, but I don't know, there's a few things that I took away from it, but sometimes you get, unfortunately, you get bitter, you get so focused on, you know, what the results were and not so much the experience. And I've tried to reflect on the experience more. Um, I don't know if I'll ever feel like, 
good about it, <laughs> but certainly proud of it because, you know, it, it was, it was something that, you know, you want to do from a little kid and I saw it through and especially kind of how, how my, um, post college and my, my freestyle career went, you know, uh, if you would have, if you would have saw the start of my career and you went into 2007 and eight and said, I was going to be a world team member and, the Olympian, I, I would have said that I would have had some real long odds. You would have won a whole lot of money um, other than myself believing in it. Um, you would have won a whole lot of money on that. But, you know, I think that's part of, part of hopefully my story and something that I can continue to relate to our guys, you know, just continue to never give up on yourself and believe. Well, it's an unbelievable accomplishment. I think you absolutely have the right to be super prime. I mean, I, I know we're all proud watching uh, the Team USA guys, you know, every yeah. year. Uh, coach, you know, during and a little bit after uh, your your uh, freestyle career, I think 2006 you were at Virginia Tech, then you came back home to Iowa to help be assistant coach there until you took over UNI. Um, how was that transition going from an elite athlete to coaching? You know these these athletes. I mean, I'm still I'm still working in Justin. <laughs> you know, I'm still I'm still learning. Um, you know, you, you go from training for yourself, having control of things to not, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I've really, okay. And not that you, I mean, I care about my teammates. And I want to give back to them, but really I, I I'm more, I just, I, I need to take care of myself as well as I can. And when you're a coach, you need to try to take care of all your athletes as well as you can. Um, and it's a challenge, you know, I'll tell you that, I, I know without a doubt that I've grown more of these last 10 years being a head coach than I did the, you know, the, you know, the 30, the 32 prior, because I've had to get out of my comfort zone. I've had to, I've had to become more open-minded and, and, and really that lifelong learner, you know I mean? Just that, that desire to try to always improve. And that doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't mean to make, don't make mistakes. Um, certainly do. <laughs> But I could tell you, as 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 I've went, um, I've been able to make adjustments. Um, you know, you have a standard that you certainly keep, and you hold your guys to because you you guys understand that there is a certain standard. If you want to be great, and you want to be prepared, and you want to have the best opportunity to win at this level, there there are certain standards and expectations that have to be met. Um, how we get there, and that's probably been the biggest growth that I've had is. I probably was very rigid coming in, you know, here's exactly how you, and probably more skill wise, this is exactly what you need to do. And, you know, sometimes you try to make everyone like you and then, okay, well, I have a guy that he's, he's got a, you know, an 80 inch wingspan. Like he probably doesn't need to wrestle like me, <laughs> you know, and then and as a coach, that's kind of figuring out that puzzle for each guy. Um, but I, I, I love, I I enjoyed competing. Um, I love coaching because I, I feel like you know you can really have an impact. But being a head coach too, you also you know you get to decide the direction of things. You know, being being an athlete, a lot of times it's just you give a little bit of feedback, but it's just like coach tells me, I do it, and I believe it. And now it's now now you know you have that as a coach too. But man, just thinking through everything, I'm getting very very deep and putting time put as much time as we can into trying to make these guys not, not just better wrestlers, but men, you know, so there's a lot of time and thought put into it. 
You know, it's not just not just throwing things at the board hoping, man. It's very intentional in how I'm trying to run the program, the things I'm trying to still in these guys. Um, and, you know, I, I guess I, I get up excited every day to be able to go to work and, you know, hopefully other people feel that way too, man. <laughs> and if you don't, then, you know, try to find something that, that, that does that for you because, man, we're, you know, when you feel like you truly have a purpose and you know what it is and it's, uh, I don't say life is easy, but man, I, I feel, I feel pretty dang fulfilled. Well, you're doing a heck of a good job, coach. Uh, I know we're, we're huge Panthers fans and, uh, like perennial powerhouse these days. I mean, I think it's fair to say you, you, you're, you're one of the top programs in the country year in and year out. This past season, you had seven qualifiers. You know, you had a phenomenal year going. Wanted to ask, um, how did you hear, like, kind of when did you hear that the tournament was going to be canceled? And then how did you end up delivering that message to the guys? Yeah. Um, well, that Thursday, you started hearing stuff. And, and I had heard before um, that it was, that it was, it was, that it was going to get canceled. You know, and I think right before we, right before, actually right before we were going into practice, the NCAA, the NCAA put it out there, um, you know, and that's a, that's a, a tough conversation to have with guys. Uh, but one thing that we've, one thing that we talk about and we will continually talk about is, is how you, you know, how you move forward from things and that life's not going to be fair. <laughs> and if you expect it to be fair, then I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how to help guys then. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, that was a, that's a tough, that's a tough, very, very tough um, conversation to have. One of the toughest ones I've ever had to have with a group, but you know, I'm, uh, try, I'm open and honest with them and just say, Hey, this is, this is where we're at. Um, you're not going to get to wrestle in your national tournament. And and if you want to cry, we'll cry here. You know, you want to talk, we'll talk here. You want to get up and, and leave, you know, it's, it's really up to you, but man, we, what, what we value in you is way beyond any of your wrestling accolades or results, or, you know, even you go win a national title and I try to tell them, you know, you go win a national title. That's not, that's ultimately not what's going to fulfill you and make you whole. You know, there's got to be something bigger than that. And that doesn't mean – I'm not trying to diminish, that. you know, that that what was taken away from because I hurt, man. I said I, I cried too. You know, and we got some guys that got up and talked and some guys – a bunch of guys cried because <laughs> it means that much to them. You know, they put they, – they invest so much. And, you know, when you have teammates who aren't even wrestling that, to me, are crying, man, it, it shows how much they care about each other. And that's something for me I'll, use, I'll, I'll continue to use moving forward too, like – if you guys remember that, you know, you remember, we just don't take things for granted, whatever it is. So as painful as some of that stuff was, you know, when we kind of talked, you guys asked me before about kind of setbacks and, and adversity. And this is one of those things, man, this is one of those things that to me, we've been tested these last about six months. And I think it's going to continue for a while, but we get to decide if we use it for good. And if we get better from it and, and I, I can tell you, I can, I've been incredibly proud of our seniors and how they handled it. Cause I'm not sure I would handle it that well. 
Um, you know, they've, they've, they've moved forward in life and I know, and I, I'm sure it's kind of like grief, right? You know, I'm sure it comes up once in a while. I actually, I was going through, I was going through, uh, my cubby in my house and the, the NCA brackets <laughs> that I had printed out. I was just looked at them and I'm like, and every, you know, you start going through every match in your head. Uh, but more just, I, I heard for the guys that, that lost that opportunity because they've earned that. And I wanted to see what they got, they got to do in that year because, you know, even the seniors, but we had, you know, we had a freshman, we had a sophomore, we had a junior. I don't know if next year's guaranteed for them either. You know, so, you, you know, when you're prepared and you're ready and, and you have an opportunity, you got to make the most of it. And I think that's, what's most painful is there's just no, for me, there's no, there was no closure for those guys because they didn't get, they didn't get to go on their terms. Um, but how they use it moving forward is on their terms and I've been incredibly proud of from what I've seen from, you know, from Max and Bryce and Jay and, and uh, why am I, why am I blanking? I shouldn't be blanking on, Taylor. on our guys, on our guys and Taylor, you know, and because Taylor, Taylor's still here uh, training, but, and how those guys are there, I know it's going to make them better moving forward and, you know, that's all you can ask, man, that you've had, you've prepared these guys for life. I think, uh, I think that is, uh, one of the key points, coach. Uh, we interviewed Jay, uh, uh, Schwarm was about a month, two months ago. And we, we asked this question of him and, uh, I think that's where, I think we got even more respect for you, even other than a wrestler and a coach, but just as uh, a leader nurturing all these, uh, these young men to another level is, that that he they've kind of come to terms with that and accepted it and know that it'll make them better in the long run. So yeah. So uh, of them seven, uh, looks like you have three of them wrestlers that are coming back this next year. How's yep. the team looking? Uh, looking or shaping up? Um, I'll, I'll be able to tell you a lot more when we're able to get hands on them around them. Um, I could take guys have, you know, guys have done a good job. Uh, this summer you, you got to see him because you can I mean, you can see what a guy's body looks like um, you know you can tell if they've taken care of themselves and and you know we've had a, we've we've had we've had a lot of contact a lot of zooms you know you, you're giving guys you're still giving guys hey this is what I feel like you need to do um, but it, you know to me it's been it's been a great opportunity for them to really take it to another level as far as holding themselves accountable right coach isn't watching over because it can be easy if coach is kind of not saying it's easy but okay coach is running me through things okay well coach has put this together oh well he's looking over this like no you have to take ownership and responsibility of your career and we had guys do that over this break and I don't in you know that to me that's it you're revealed that a lot and some of these guys that hey man I don't care if, if it's not convenient for me, if I have to drive somewhere, if I have to go put mats in a garage, <laughs> I will figure it out and I will get it done. And, and, you know, time's moving. And that's one thing I tell our guys, time is always moving. You know, what are you doing with it? Because if you're sitting waiting, someone else, and then maybe not someone else, you know, I mean, you can put someone else in your head that he's freaking running full speed in front of you but also that you're just standing still you're not improving. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to, to be able to get back with them. Um, 
you know, yeah, we did. We, we lost a great senior class. Uh, and I told those guys their, their legacy isn't, is, is even, you know, what they did, how they, how they elevated the program. But now it's even to me, it's how they left it. And that these guys, these guys that behind them, how they move forward um, into another loved one. And I know that we have a group in there that is ready to do is capable of it. And, and they're working every day to make sure that happens. So whenever we get to wrestle, if it's, if it's, uh, you know, if it's January, whenever it starts, we will be prepared and ready and guys will, will be excited. You know, I, I think we're all hopefully never going to take wrestling for granted again <laughs> or any sports, you know, for that matter, you know, not way beyond wrestling, but just, you know, and just the, how excited these guys are. Hey, I, I want to practice hard. Hey coach, I can't wait till we have a, a hard wrestling practice. I can't wait to be able to compete. Like, we just, I want them to, to continue to hold and grasp that because, you know, it's fresh right now, but, you know, you get into, you get into January <laughs> and, and maybe you have a loss or two. Can you keep that? Can you keep that enthusiasm and excitement? And if we, if we continue to do that, then we're going to be in great shape as a team. You know, I, I know from what I've seen and what I've heard, we're not getting a whole lot of publicity or love so to speak but we'll, we'll go on that from a selfish fans perspective i just hope that there's enough capacity and seating in, in west gym uh <laughs> the covid regulations because i want to come watch for sure i i could tell you this that i would say more than likely we'll, we'll you know we'll probably be in mcleod for those duels um, just from you know we love the west gym but you know we we had we had a we had a great crowd at oklahoma state last year you know, our schedule right now is we'll have Oklahoma State back in Cedar Falls this year. Uh, we'll have Iowa State in Cedar Falls this year. You know, from, from the Big 12 duels are the ones that I know are, are, are going to happen. You know, we'll have Oklahoma and, and Northern Colorado. So, you know, those are, those are four quality teams that are coming in. So, um, you know, if we get a few less opportunities and it's not in the West Gym, then we just, we just got to get everyone to show up and pack, pack that in the cloud then. You know, whatever, whatever capacity is, let's get it to that capacity. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Coach, we have reached, uh, we call it our OT sudden death questions. Okay. Uh, mo most of them have something to do with wrestling, but some of them don't have okay. anything to do with wrestling. So um, our first question is, if you could go back in time when, to give yourself advice, when would you go back to and, and what advice would you give yourself? Uh, I'll tell you this. Um... I don't know if I would. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that in like, Hey, I've done everything perfect or right. Yeah. Um, but I, I believe that I believe life and certain things have happened the way they should. And do I want to go back and mess with that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if I sat and thought and, you know, there'd probably be a few situations that I'm like, Hey, you know what, stop, you know, if it's start, stop feeling sorry for yourself or if it's this or that, or, Hey, you know, you're only going to have X amount of time left with, with somebody, you know, it might be something along those lines. Um, but I'll go with it right now. I would, I would leave it as, as it, as is. I love that answer. How about your favorite wrestling movie? I'm trying to think of which ones. Um, well, and I don't know if you can count as a wrestling movie. I count as a wrestling movie, but competitor Supreme was, that was one of the, then that was kind of, uh, you know, one of those before any of the other ones. Like, that was, that was like the original. Um, you know, Vision Quest is obviously one I grew up with, but and 
but competitor supreme was and i know they've they've kind of they've redone it and they brought it back out but man that was that was that got me fired up and it kind of it seemed like that was ahead of its time you know kind of what what they did um, so i'm i'm going with that i love it love it um if you could be any superhero who would you be <laughs> oh man um trying to think of who there's some there's some things i'd like to to solve or cure um i mean i, I like incredible hulk because he can just crush everything so I'd, I'd go with him all right uh coach favorite wrestling match of all time the guerrero one's a fun one that one gets brought up a whole lot um i'll tell you that and this is it might be uh, my junior year, you know, as defending defending national champ, got beat, you know, had to come back in the backside, and and we were in a battle with Iowa State, um, and so one of and one of my favorite matches that's not my own, I mean, I could tell you in in West Hand, West Hand beat the living tar out of Heenick, and Heenick had beat the living tar out of him earlier in the year. But if Iowa State wins that match, they they pretty much win the title. Um, so I remember because I'm getting ready. I, I I won my match to place, and they were holding all the matches. I remember watching him just beat the living. I mean, he he did. He beat the living hell out of him. And I remember that fired me up so much. And then I went out and won the next three matches, and I then got bonus points in a couple of them. I actually pinned the next guy. So that next match might have been one of my favorites because it's just like man let, let's go you know this is uh because you you know you so hopefully you find some other things that inspire you know your team and in you know he certainly did in that moment um i don't know that, I, that one came to mind for some reason uh it's definitely one of my favorites that's awesome uh favorite food and then where should we go out for uh dinner after a panther meet <laughs> uh favorite food mm, i like all kinds of pizza but I probably, I mean, I eat a couple of bananas probably every day. And people are like, when they say food, like I say banana, they're kind of like, that's not really, I don't, you know, maybe consider that a food. I mean, it's a food, but I'm seeing a meal, um, a meal wise. I mean, Mulligan's, Mulligan's is a great place. Uh, they support the heck out of us uh, in you and I wrestling. So go there, go there quite a bit. Um, go there or go to single speed because we sometimes we have our post meet socials over there um, so those two places uh and if i guess if i had i mean i really i really enjoy sushi i don't eat it a ton um, but me and my wife enjoy being able to go out and, and get that so that would that would probably be one of my favorite meals okay. and it, i think is single speed the brewery that makes the gable the gable yeah beef? yep okay. yeah dave Dave Morgan. Dave Morgan was he wrestled at UNI. He's now he's a state champ from New Hampton. Um, and like I said, in uh, you know they in 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 Ryan Bennett, you know he runs he runs Mulligans. Those guys have supported us from day one. So uh, you know they have great food. They they support wrestling, and I think you know wrestlers wrestlers and wrestling people always want to support people who support wrestling. No, no doubt about it. All right, Coach, greatest Olympic wrestler of all time. Uh, uh, can we go American and non-American? Yeah. 
Well, I'm going – well, Satyev's got three Olympic golds. So, and actually in, in Beijing, I get to watch him win his third one. Um, so, I'm going Satyev, non-American, even though I don't like to – you've got to give respect to where it's due. Um, American, uh, I'm going with John because he's got two Olympic gold medals. And to me, right until this – up until this point, he's the greatest American wrestler. You know, I think there's some guys that are certainly going to challenge for that uh, and are, are, are gunning for it. Um, but right now he's, he, he's the king. All right. So who do you have at 57 kilos for the next U uh, S Olympic team? Oh man. Uh, if Joe Cologne, if Joe Cologne gets, gets himself down to weight. I'm going, I'm going with Joe. He's a, he's a UN Obviously, you and I guy, but I also I know what he's capable of. Man, he can score. He can score a lot of points on anybody. Uh, he gets on top. He can turn anybody. You know, if you remember the last fifty-seven kilo uh, representative, he was able to turn guys. Yep. And Joe's got to me as equal um, gut as you know as Dennis as Dennis does. So he can score a lot of points. He can put guys in a lot of positions um, and score points in a hurry. So I'm I'm going with Joe. All right, Coach, uh, chocolate or vanilla ice cream? And uh, uh, we've always heard of a wrestler sneaking into Carver uh, mm -hmm. for a Carver cone or a late-night workout. Uh, did you ever have a, have a, a, a sneak into the wrestling room? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, you, it was pretty much open whenever you needed to, and then if it wasn't open – there was ways to get in and you figured out those ways <laughs> is that there uh, where they would, where they would bring the cables in, um, you know, for, for the TV, you know, when they'd have big, when they'd have uh, the games televised and that stuff, they had a big black door and you could crawl through that. And then they started locking that. And then you started figuring out how to maybe block another door. Or, but, you know, if you needed to get a workout in, you could usually figure out and find a time. And you know, I think that's a great thing though. Like, like if I'm breaking in to try to get better, I don't think that's a bad thing. Absolutely. But yeah, no, no sneaking in for Carver cones, but for, for a lot of workouts. Coach, do you have a favorite football team? Oh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, fishing or golfing coach? Oh, fishing. And do you have a favorite vacation destination? Um, I'll tell you, like you said, me and my family just got back from out west. Um, the Tetons were really – it was really, really cool, um, awesome to see. So, you know, I'd say – you know, I I'd, unfortunately haven't taken many, many family trips or vacations. You know, I, uh, I'll, I'll certainly make sure I do it every year now. I think it's very important that, you know, you get that time with your family. But – I'd say out west, just being able to go out there and explore, and you know, we got to spend some time with Mike Zadek. So he's got a he's got an awesome place area out there. So I'd say that that's probably just out out west, man, is uh, would be our, our destination. All right, Coach, we reach our final question. We always wrap it up with, uh, "What is your favorite quote to inspire our wrestlers?" There's a great one by Mark Mesnick, and I mean, the first start of it is the mind tires before the body. 
and then there's there's much more to it than that but you know that's that's a to me that's an incredible quote um, because you know your your body your body's capable of anything you know what i mean your mind just it just if it can will it and dictate it and you're able to control it then i think you're you're capable of doing about anything um so i mean there's tons and tons and tons of quotes but um that one that one's certainly one that comes comes to my mind well coach uh thank you for your time tonight i really appreciate you meeting with us uh and we look forward to uh, following uh the panthers uh through the next season and see some national titles yeah absolutely i appreciate it and and uh you know let's get get people over well i don't i always say west gym if it's the cloud center uh you know get over and support and you know st louis you know i know everyone's a little bit concerned are we going to have a season and you know you just i know we're planning and preparing and training for it and you know, that's that's all we can do. That's what we can control. Um, but I know everyone's looking forward to wrestling being back, and we I appreciate you having me on, and certainly look forward to uh, to seeing you guys again. All right, thank you for tuning in. Please share this podcast with your friends. Give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Twitter at QCA Wrestle, and keep an eye out for more QCA Wrestling content coming soon.